0: Today I want to be talking about how many roster spots are there still available on offense? Because we're getting into training camp, it's going to be coming up here pretty soon, and we're going to want to find out who is going to be making this roster. And the first way to go about it is to figure out how many spots are locked up and how many are still available, and then what players are in the running for those spots. Uh, This is one of those ones I'm really excited to get into, so thanks everyone for joining, and let's get into this. So, Right away, let's go over what the 49ers did in 2021, which by breakdown, certain players they kept. At quarterback, they kept two. Of course, they kept Jimmy Garoppolo and then um, Trey Lance. Uh, I think that, you know, that is something the 49ers are probably going to do again this year with keeping two. But then at running backs, they kept five. Wide receiver six, uh, which was, you know, a lot of people think the 49ers need to keep six receivers. We'll get into that as we go through this. And then tight ends, three. An offensive lineman eight. So 24 of the 53 players were on the offensive side of the ball. So the 49ers you know, had less than half over on the offensive side of the ball. We know that there'll be three specialists that come from the special teams area. We'll go over that at a future time. So let's figure out who are the locks that are gonna make this roster, and then how many roster spots are up for grabs on offense at quarterback. Now, these are the locks that I believe I'm going to go ahead and throw Jimmy Garoppolo out of this. I think if Jimmy Garoppolo is on the roster, of course, he'd be a lock to make it. But I'm going to go ahead and say they, they release him or they trade him or something happens with Jimmy. He's looking for a quick resolution. So we're just going to leave Jimmy out of this one. So quarterback locks, Trey Lance, Nate Sudfeld, two quarterbacks, a lock to make this roster. I don't think Kyle Shanahan is willing to do more than that. He proved that last year putting Nate Sudfeld on the practice squad. Um, so I just don't think there will be more than two. Uh, which is good because it leaves other areas on the team you know, to keep more players. And this is something the 49ers have to do because in, in other years, they kept more than th- uh, two quarterbacks, and it did come back to bite them in the butt in other areas. Uh, running back locks, I got Elijah Mitchell, Kyle Juszczyk, and TDP. And the reason I have TDP as one of those locks is because he's a third-round pick this year. I don't think you're moving off a third-round pick from your current draft class. Uh, so I think those guys are, are locks. I think a lot of people could have a conversation about whether other guys are locks as well, whether that's Jeff Wilson Jr., Jamichael Hasty, Trey Sermon. I know a lot of people believe Trey Sermon is still a lock, that they wouldn't come off You know him in his second year as a third-round pick. I do think that they want him to make the team as a third-round pick, but I'm not putting him as a lock. I think that there's still some work for him to do, and he's going to have to beat out these other guys, and there's other guys in this room you know, they're going to have an opportunity, but we'll get more into that in a little bit. Uh, wide receiver locks, Debo Samuel, of course, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, Danny Gray, the new uh, uh, third-round pick, and then Ray-Ray McLeod. And the reason that I'm going to go with Ray-Ray as a lock right now is just the things that Kyle Shanahan said at the State of the Franchise. It was pretty clear Kyle uh, has a specific role for Ray-Ray McLeod, so he's going to be a lock. They have five locks at the wide receiver position. For tight end, however, I have one lock. I've been on with John Chapman and we've talked about Charlie Warner, you know, and I agreed with him that Charlie Warner, you know, could be a lock, but I'm going to go ahead and leave him not as a lock. Just some of the things that have been said, some of the other players in the position, I think Charlie Warner is going to have to go and earn it. I do believe he is closer to being a lock than not, but I wasn't willing to go ahead and say, you know, stamp it right now. This guy's making this roster, he has secured his spot already. And then on the offensive line, I have five locks being Trent Williams. Aaron Banks, Daniel Brunskill, Mike McGlinchey, and Spencer Burford. And the reason is uh, the same thing with TDP. Spencer Burford, a fourth-round pick. They're not going to want to move off a guy that's that high in their draft class this early. They're going to give him an opportunity. So I don't think Spencer Burford will be released. I think he will be a guy that's an automatic lock, and there's five. You might notice that I don't have Jake Brendel as a lock. Uh, Jake Brendel. I'm not willing to go ahead and say he's a lock to make this roster. There's always the potential that Daniel Brunskill moves to center, at which time you know you could potentially see Brendel move on. I think Brendel is going to have a real good opportunity to make this team, but I'm not ready to put him in the lock category right now. So I have five offensive linemen as absolute locks. But so with that being said, and going through those that we did, that means there's eight spots available. If you're going off the 24 players that were available in 2021 uh, for the offense, you say there's 24 again, that means there's eight spots on offense to keep the number exactly at 24 again. So eight spots isn't a lot, you know, and we'll go through these positions and talk about the players, you know, at these positions and how many of these guys, you know, have a shot. I think at the quarterback position, there's there's no spots available. I don't think they're going to keep a third quarterback. I think it's going to be two, uh, it's going to be Trey Lance, it's going to be Nate Sudfeld, and that's it. I don't think there's any chance for Brock Purdy to make this roster. I think he'll be on the practice squad, and, and that'll be it. Uh, as far as the running back position, there's two spots at running back available. We we had the three. We had Elijah Mitchell, we had Kyle Juszczyk, and we had TDP. So there's two running back spots available, and there's five running backs on the roster that you know could potentially take this spot that haven't been locks already. Of course, Trey Sermon, the third round pick from Ohio State last year, I think he has a really good opportunity to make this team. You have Jeff Wilson Jr. who's been with the 49ers for a long time as an undrafted free agent, and he's really developed. Then you have Jamichael Hasty, who's been the third down back last year especially, that was his role. Jordan Mason, the undrafted free agent that a lot of people are really high on coming from Georgia Tech. And then, of course, Josh Hockett. I think when you're going through this list, Josh Hockett has to have the most difficulty making this roster for the mere fact. Cal Yushek is the guy ahead of him, and you normally only keep one fullback on the roster, and then you use the tight ends accordingly to make up that ground if needed. So I think Josh Hockett has the hardest time making this roster because of the position he plays and who's ahead of him. When going through these other four guys, uh, they're going to have to battle it out for two. So you have four guys battling for two spots, Sermon, Wilson Jr., Hasty, Jordan Mason. Uh, this is going to be a battle, you know, and I think that if Sermon can go out there and prove that he can play at the level of the other guys, he will have the best opportunity to make it because he was a third round pick in 2021. They're not going to be willing to give up on him yet. Uh, he hasn't shown anything. He hasn't proven that he is that guy yet. But he's going to get that opportunity. And with Jeff Wilson Jr., they know what they're getting with him. I do believe they're transitioning him into being a third down back. So that is something that we should keep an eye on. It might be a, a battle between him and Jamichael Hasty to see who makes this roster. And if Jeff Wilson Jr. is able to beat out Jamichael Hasty for the third down back, that is good for the 49ers because he's a third down back that can play all three downs, where Jamichael Hasty is really pigeonholed into a third down back role, a good pass catcher out of the backfield. But both of them have a little bit of fumble issues. Both of them can catch the football in the backfield, so that's something to monitor. Jamichael Hasty, though, five foot nine, a lot smaller. Jeff Wilson Jr. over six foot, two hundred and fifteen pounds, uh, runs like his hairs on fire. So that's something. And all the while, there's the wild card, Jordan Mason, who everyone's excited about. Two hundred twenty-five pound running back, five foot ten. He's got a lot of ability. He's going to get his opportunity to prove it, but he's going to have to go out there and snatch it. So these four guys are going after these two spots. It's going to be fun to watch in training camp. Now when we get to the receiver position, I have zero spots available at the receiver position. I think they're going to keep five guys. I think they got the five guys already. The locks that I talked about earlier, I think that's what's going to be. Debo, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, Danny Gray, Ray Ray McLeod. I think they got it on lock. I think there's a lot of wide receivers that are in camp. They're going to be competing. If they had some sort of injury or something, one of them could slide in. I also believe two of the wide receivers that are in camp with the 49ers could end up on their practice squad to make sure in case something happens, they're able to elevate one of those players. And I think uh, they'll have one young player and one veteran player that they hold over from the wide receiver room. But I think it's going to be really difficult for one of these wide receivers not only to unseat uh, one of these guys that we just talked about, that locks ahead of them, but I think it's also going to be difficult to make this roster because the 49ers can use that roster spot. Last year, they kept the sixth receiver because they were keeping Jalen Hurd. They wanted to give more opportunity for him to get healthy, the potential for him to help, but they don't normally use six receivers in a game. I think they're going to go with five, and I think this is the five they're going to roll with. They're leaps and bounds above everyone else, but barring them signing someone in free agency, I expect There to be five wide receivers on the 53 man roster on August 30th when they make their final cuts. When we get to the tight end position, there's two spots available because the only lock that I had was George Kittle. Now, if you throw Charlie Warner in there as a lock, then there would be one spot, but there's a lot of guys that are available to go ahead and go after this spot. Charlie Warner, of course, I think he's the most obvious guy. He's more than likely going to be one of the three tight ends the 49ers keep you have Ross Dwelly the holdover he's been here since 2019 or 2018 in fact on the practice squad but making production for the 40 yards offense since 2019 I think he's somebody to watch he's in the battle for that third tight end spot you got Tyler Croft that they brought in you know a six foot six 250 pound guy he's got a lot of ability in both blocking and the passing area he's someone to watch Jordan Matthews Another wild card. What are you going to get from Jordan Matthews? Is he going to be able to block inline? If he is, he's the best receiving tight end besides George Kittle on your entire roster. He's the best route runner. He understands what to do, how to get separation. You can play him in the power slot, a similar role you used in 2020 with Jordan Reed. I think there's a lot of things to like about Jordan Matthews, but he has to be able to block. And if he can't block, you're not going to keep him on this team because that's one thing that Kyle Shanahan definitely values but he had an entire year learning last year on the practice squad with the 49ers. So he's got the coaching. He understands what's going on. They've kept him so far. Let's see what he does in training camp. He's someone interesting. Tanner Hudson was on the practice squad as well. Last year played with Tampa Bay before he has a chemistry already with Trey Lance. He's somebody to watch and Troy uh, Fumagalli uh, another guy that was with the Broncos Patriots, another guy to watch. But I think you're looking at those top four guys. I think, going to be tough for Hudson and Fumagalli to make this team. I think they are good players. They have ability. But you have Charlie Warner, Ross Dwelley, Tyler Croft, Jordan Matthews battling it out for two spots. It's going to be a fantastic battle. And you're going to have to fill out this roster behind George Kittle. I do think the Forty yards are going to keep three tight ends. I think that makes the most sense for them. They like to go to three tight end sets at times, especially in short yardage, uh, goal line situations. They could use Kyle check so if they decided they needed to trim another roster spot, they could go that route, hold over a Jordan Matthews or one of these guys on the practice squad that they could elevate. That could be a place of trimming. I don't believe, though, that Kyle Shanahan is going to want to do that. I think he's going to want to have three tight ends. It's something he likes to have in his playbook, and I think Chris Forster is going to want three tight ends as well uh, to be involved in the run game. Now, when we get into the offensive line, we know who the locks were, and I'm sure some people are like, wait, Jake Brendel has to be a lock to play center. with us Without us knowing exactly what we're going to get out of Jake Brendel, I just don't think we make him a lock right now. I think he can definitely become a lock as we get into training camp because we know Forrester and Kyle Shanahan definitely believe in him. We do need a center to step in and take over that role. But until we know what's going to happen with Daniel Brunskill, I don't think he can be a lock. There were other guys that were questions as well. Including Jalen Moore. I'm sure that is one that you know people were probably surprised they didn't put as a lock. But it's the mere fact that last year, Colton McKivitz, a fifth round pick in 2020, was released. You know, they 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 put him on the practice squad. He eventually came back. Jalen is a fifth round pick. Now, do I think they have more belief right now in Jalen Moore than they did in Colton McKivitz? Absolutely. But right now, I don't think he can be a lock because they have so much talent on this offensive line, but it's an unproven talent. They're going to have to go in there and prove it. If I had to guess, I think Jalen Moore is going to make this roster. I think he's a guy that's got the ability. He's got a lot of you know, natural athletic ability that they like to use in their offense. So I think he will make it, but he's just not a lock right now. He's competing for those four offensive line spots available because in this breakdown, I kept nine. By keeping five wide receivers, I was able to keep an extra roster spot open for the offensive line. So you have... These guys right here that I'm going to name competing for those four offensive line spots. Jake Brendel probably has a really good chance to make this team. Colton McKivitz, I believe, also has a good chance to make this team. Justin Skuel, Um, we'll see what happens with Skewell. If he's a swing tackle, he'll be on this team. If he's not, he's in danger. Uh, Jalen Moore more than likely will make this team. He's got a lot of upside. I know they really like him. If he fulfills his transformation to guard and is able to unseat Daniel Brunskill, that is where Brendel's lock becomes not so sure because Brunskill moves over to center and then Brendel once again becomes a valuable backup. But do the 40 yards value him the same way they did last year where they released him, brought him right back? Uh, we'll see. And then you got Nick Zakel. I think he's battling a first spot. I think the Niners would love to keep him. Versatility to play all five positions along the offensive line. But he's a guy that has to develop. So they have to have a roster spot. Being able to keep... Nine offensive linemen helps you ensure that you can keep a Nick hell uh, Keaton Sutherland's a guy that's starting to get some hype. He's gotten all the this you know uh team two snaps at the center position. He's a good player. We'll see if he's able to go ahead and do it. He's been in the league for a little bit. He understands what he's supposed to do. He is a guy to to keep your eyes on. It doesn't mean he's going uh, to make this team, but he's somebody that could. And then you got Donovan West, the undrafted free agent. A lot of people have a lot of faith in West. I think West is more than likely to be on the practice squad. A guy that can continue to develop. He's a young guy, but he's going to be out there competing and competing at a position, the center position, that we know we have questions at. We don't have a lock right now, uh, in my opinion. Some people might think Jake Brendel's a lock, and if you think Brendel's a lock, then Donovan West is for sure not making this roster. I think it's that clear. Um, but you know, he's he's another guy to keep in mind. And then you got Jason Poe, the athletic freak. We have him listed in the offensive line, but he could end up being anywhere. So I think that Jason Poe could go, you know, either way. He's somebody interesting. And then Sam Schluter, of course, coming in and competing. He played at, at Minnesota at left tackle, and he's got a lot of ability as well. So this 49ers offense is going to be built uh in a in a fun way. And I think right now what's cool about it, we're going into training camp, and there's a lot of battles that still need to be cited decided. There's a lot of roster spots that are still open. Uh, with eight roster spots being open, you know, uh, there's a there's a lot of things that can happen there. Of course, you got four at the offensive line spot, uh, probably two at tight end, depending on if Charlie Warner's considered a lock, and then the running back spot. And then I think at quarterback and wide receiver, it is completely fixed. Now, if Jimmy Garoppolo somehow stays on this roster, they don't move him, it definitely changes things. I still think in that situation, the 49ers only keep two. It just gets a little bit more messy because now – you're probably releasing Nate Sudfeld. And I know they don't want to do that. They want to be able to keep Sudfeld on that, that deal that they signed him, they gave him guaranteed money. Uh, so it just makes things interesting. This is how I kind of see it going. I see these locks. Let me know if you have the same locks as I do. If there's somebody that I didn't have as a lock, but you think they're a lock, let me know in the comments section. I'm looking forward to having this conversation with you. How many open spots do you have available? Do you have eight? Do you have the 49ers keeping, nine offensive linemen, or do you want that extra spot over on the defensive side? That defensive side is going to be a fun conversation. I'm going to be getting into that one as well. So be on the lookout for that because uh, these are some fun conversations to have. And now we're getting ready for training camp. We're getting ready to see who makes this 2022 Hampton 49ers football team. John Lynch and Kyle Shannon have done a very good job building it. And now we get to see how it all plays out. So I hope you enjoyed it, Faithful. Uh, TCC, you're always out in force. Appreciate it. Looking forward to getting to the defensive one, and that one will be on its way pretty soon. Thanks so much for watching. I'm out.